Well, hello and welcome to Straight Talk About Money with me, your host, Coach Chris. Have you ever uttered these words? I wish I'd learned about money in school. Well, if so, this podcast is for you. I want to take the mystery out of your money world so you can take back control of your money and stop living from pay to pay. I want to be able to talk simply and plainly about all things money. So if you have questions, and I know you do, then send them in to me at podcast at coachchris.com.au. And let's take the mystery out of money so that you can save, give, take a trip, buy your own home, retire, become a millionaire, whatever it is you want to do with your money, I want to help you. So join me and start your journey towards a strong financial future today. Well, welcome back, everyone. Really good to have you along today. And today we are answering um, all of your questions. Well, maybe not all of them, but we will attempt to answer. I think we've got four very distinct questions today. Um, And these are questions that have come along um, over the last few weeks, many of them very, very similar. And so we've grouped them all together to be able to answer them for you. And of course, if you want to ask any questions, then please feel free to send me an email, podcast at coachchris.com.au, or you can call the office on 0490-055-447, or put a comment on the Facebook page, and I will endeavor to answer those questions, probably in a group session like this, where we pop them all together, uh, but always really, really happy to hear from you. So our first question today is, if you had extra funds, is it better to pay off your mortgage or salary sacrifice into your super? What a wonderful question. Um, And it actually requires you gathering some information before you can work out whether you should do that or not, one or the other. So the information that you need to gather is, first of all, what interest rate are you paying on your mortgage? And what rate of return is happening on your investments in your super? So for some people, they are still at 1.99% in their mortgage because they managed to lock them in before the interest rates started to rise. And they may be on those low interest rates for two to three years still. Now, they could be making the most of that and really put any extra money into that home loan to get rid of some debt. So by the time their loan comes off a fixed period, they may want to refinance. They may want to um, refinance with a lower debt um, and, and get a better deal that way. Um, or you might have somebody whose interest rate's gone way up to five, six percent and they are, you know, finding it quite tricky having, um, higher debt repayments. Now, of course, it might be good for them to put an extra $50 onto their, on top of their mortgage. Um, because then again, they can be reducing their debt quicker. But if your, um, superannuation, um, is earning on the rate of return more than the five, six percent of your mortgage, um, then, you know, then we would beg the question, well, would it be better to put the money into the superannuation? So over a period of time, that money can grow. 
So, you know, this is a question really that only um, you gathering the information can then take that to your financial professionals and ask them for your particular situation. It is really difficult for me to say yes or no. And it's a lot more difficult today than it would have been two years ago. So a couple of years ago, when um, mortgage rep- mortgages were way down low, so in the 2% um, and um, superannuations were earning 6 7%, you know, I would be saying put it into your super because the, your money is earning a lot more um, and you're affording your mortgage repayments. Uh, it's going down nicely. You're not paying too much for the money. So your money's working better in your superannuation. But today the tables are turned a little bit. And in effect, it may be better either way. It depends on how much debt you're carrying. It depends whether cash flow is a problem. It depends on a few different things. And so realistically, it's a tricky one to answer. But the information that you need to gather is what are you paying for your mortgage? What's your interest rate? And how much rate of return is happening within your superannuation? And once you've got that information, compare notes. If one is working better for you, then put the money there. If the other one is working better, put the money there. Uh, But it's a really good time to call in those um, financial professionals so they can help you come up with the right decision in that area. So sorry, not a definitive answer, but I hope that gives you food for thought. So the second question, um, is it a good idea to pay more um, into tax so that I get a tax return at the end of the year? So great question. So let's say, for instance, that you are asking your employer to put take an extra $50 out per fortnight um, for tax so that you get a tax return at the end of the financial year. Well, um, if you were instead to put that money into a savings account, and at the moment you can earn anywhere between 2.85 to 3.35% on average on a a savings account. Let's say you put that $50 a fortnight, you started a savings account with that, and you left it there for, let's say, an average of 10 years and you didn't do anything with it. Well, that money will have grown to 15206 If you did the same thing for 20 years, that money would be worth 35657 Or if you left it for 30 years, it'd be worth 63000 My question to you is, is the tax department going to give you that much money back? No, they're not. They're not going to give you any interest on their money, on that money. They, in fact, would have kept that money and gained interest on it while they're waiting to pay you your tax return. So, you know, it might seem like a great savings idea and the fact that you get a tax return at the end of the financial year, but you've not earned anything on that money. So it's not necessarily a good use of money. It would be far better to, to do a um, an automatic deduction from your pay straight into a savings account that is earning you some money. And then just leave it there and it's slowly growing over the years. And before you know it, you've got a few hundred thousand dollars in there because you've, you know, you've not really bothered to touch it, which is fantastic. So maybe no, it's not a good idea. <laughs> I don't think, in my opinion. Um, okay, next question. I've been asked many, many times, what's the average food cost these days for a family of four? 
This is a really tricky one to answer. And I will give you an average. Um, I would say around about 350 a week on average. But look, I've seen as low as 150 a week, way up to five, $600 a week. It really depends on what you eat. You know, if we're going to be eating pasta um, and that type of thing every night for tea, then it's not going to cost as much as somebody who is on a special diet. People on gluten-free diet, dairy-free diets, you know, special food map diets, um, you know, these things can cost a lot of money and it can cost a lot of money to be really, really, really healthy. So, you know, I've seen, I've, I've watched Asian people do the most amazing food on a small amount of money. I've been so impressed by watching people's budgets on that. And I've seen them spend very little money, uh, but be very well nourished. And then I've seen the alternative as well. So I'm going to put my neck out and say 350 a week for a family of four seems to be about average, but I'm not quite certain that that's what you should be spending. You can do better than that. You can do worse than that. A really hard answer for me to give you for that one. Sorry about that. The final question, will kids today ever be able to afford a home of their own? Mm, That's a really good question. Well, yes, I think they will. Um, Just because house prices are getting higher and higher doesn't mean to say that our children will not be able to afford a home of their own. What we first need to look at is our children's ability to save. What they need to do is to learn to save. I've watched my own children do this and I talk to many clients' children about this. Um, just the, the, just looking at what you can save per fortnight. So we're talking, we're not talking about little kids here. We're not talking about, um, high school students even. We're talking about kids who have probably left school, just entered the workforce. So they are getting some income. They can, if they're still living at home, they can afford to put away a regular amount every week, fortnight or month, depending on how often they get paid. I've watched, you know, one of my own children saving $400 a fortnight and how quickly that um, savings grew so that she then had a deposit for a house. Now, when we, again, look at the um, interest rates at the moment on savings between 2.85 and 3.35, someone putting away $400 a fortnight at 2.85, every fortnight regularly saving within a year, that person has got $10,967 in one year. Now, that's a significant amount of money. There's so many deals out there with regard to mortgages that uh, many lenders will give you a 3% um, deposit. Um, Sorry, they'll give you a loan with a 3% deposit. So you can see from that aspect that it's doable. So the other side of this question is once they have afforded a deposit, can they afford to make the repayments on the home loan? And if we look at, let's say, <clears throat> they borrow around about four fifty, five hundred thousand for um, a house after they've paid their deposit uh, on a thirty-year loan, six percent interest rate. Then they're going to have to be affording around about twelve, thirteen hundred a fortnight. So really, that's the question that we have to ask: Can they afford those sorts of repayments? And again, 
if you look back in time to when you and I bought our houses, then we found it quite tricky at the beginning. We found that the majority of the income that was coming in was going to make payments on the home loan. And so it's just a case of teaching our children, first of all, to save, and secondly, how to live in such a way that they can afford to buy the things that they want. Setting aside, being content with what they have, focusing on working hard, focusing on getting ahead, focusing on earning the fixed expenses. Because on top of those mortgage repayments, we also have to make sure they realise that there's council rates, water rates, electricity bills, gas bills, all of those things. And so, you know, while while these children are living underneath our roofs, we can be training them in this area and saying, okay, well, I know you're saving that much, um, but if you're going to be able to afford a home loan, this is the amount of money that you should be setting aside every fortnight um, to be able to fund the costs of that home loan. So really good training while they've still got roof over their head and food in their belly to be able to start setting some savings goals. So, you know, I wouldn't say that I, I, my answer to that, uh, will kids today ever be able to uh, afford to have a home of their own? I'm going to say yes, absolutely. But it will take focus. It will take determination, the same focus and determination that both you and I had when we were growing up and when we first got our first homes. It took focus and determination you know, me, like many other people, we were on one wage, having children and still affording to live. And it was a struggle sometimes, but we did it because we were focused. We were content. We were working hard and we were making the most of the money that comes in. I think the biggest challenge our children have today is the fact that money is in cyberspace. They don't fully understand the concept So it really is up to us as adults and as parents of children or grandparents of the children to really teach our children the value of savings, start there, the value of savings, and then set some savings goals. And before you know it, your children will be on the way to affording their own home. So great questions, everybody. Keep them coming in. I love to hear your questions. Um, and you can send them into podcast at coachchris.com.au. Go to the website. You can even ask questions there on the uh, comments um, or put a comment on Facebook. That all sounds really good. Really good to chat. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. Shit, so the things I've done, I'm too, I believe I'm out of